0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Thomas, and this is You're Not the Only One. What are we doing to make sure that our kids get into heaven? I know that sounds like a really strange question, but think about it for a second. What are we doing? We live in such a strange culture now. The United States of America is going through a very, very crazy moment in time but a very exciting moment in time too i believe especially for christians and those that are coming into the faith every day i interviewed faith Semmer. she lost her 15 year old daughter this past summer on june 1st to a drunk driving accident the other driver was drunk and hit the car that her daughter lily kelly was in lily was the only person out of all of her friends to die Besides the fact that Lily's story is so powerful, she was a singer songwriter. She had a beautiful voice. She was basically a budding artist. Her story really intertwines with her mother's story. It's the way that her mother raised her, the way that her mother made sure that Lily Kelly knew who the Lord Jesus Christ was in her life and that he was the God of the universe and that he wanted a friendship with her. Lily understood that at such a young age She had a deep, abiding walk with the Lord. And to a lot of us, we would say, That doesn't seem fair. How could a good Christian girl be taken so young? All the carnal, earthly bound mindsets that we would consider normal to think that way. But I challenge you. My hope and prayer for you is that by the end of this interview, your mind will no longer be earthly minded, but kingdom minded.
1: I left on the ground. You pick me up. No, you won't let me down. I turn into things of the
0: earth. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here with us today to talk about your beautiful daughter, Lily Kelly, who you lost tragically back in June, on June 1st. And I so appreciate you coming on today and talking about her life, her legacy, and her incredible, deep, amazing, abiding relationship with the Lord Jesus, which just reading about her and hearing a little bit about her, that it's impacted my own life. It's amazing. So I'm so happy that you're going to share that with our audience. And I pray that their lives will be impacted as deeply. So I wanted to ask if you would just introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us about Lily and all the things that you want to get across today.
2: You bet. Well, thank you, Carolee, for letting me speak about Lily and sharing what God did through her life here on earth, but really what he's doing with Lily's life as he's called her home. As any parent can imagine, it's it's what you pray against. It's what you hope against. It's what you beg God would never happen. Uh, happened to us and we got the phone call uh, that Lily may have been involved in an accident and raced to the scene where it was already barricaded off and we waited and we waited and we waited praying that it wouldn't be what we feared would be the case and as I sat in the car at the bottom of the road in front of the barricades I buried my face in my hands And I prayed the same prayer ironically as I prayed the day I found out that lily was growing inside me 15 years before. And that prayer was, Lord, please prepare my heart for what's about to happen. Fearing that I already knew what we were going to learn. And so it was in that moment that the Lord just scooped me up. And truly carried me like he had already been doing for the 15 years prior to that. And so he did carry me through that moment and has ever since. It's been just over seven months since Lily was called home. And in doing that, in in calling Lily home, the Lord has done just incredible things. Uh, Lily's life was lived in full surrender to the Lord. she made bracelets for herself and several of her friends uh, last December and they're beaded and she put them together and they say surrender and she wore that bracelet every day uh, from December until the day she was called home she was wearing it the night that she was called home and that's how she she really chose to live her life she lived her life in full surrender to the Lord um, walking closely with Jesus and and seeking that she would be a light of him to a very dark world, Um, her journal notes that we found after she was called home, um, having given her privacy while she was here. I had not uh, gotten into her notes or her private things and finding them after um, I was in awe of the child that the Lord had blessed me with, knowing that she lived a life that was Honorable to the Lord, walking it next to her, uh, but seeing it in print, seeing what her private thoughts were, seeing what she was doing in her private time, opened my eyes even wider to who who she was and the desire of her heart to be just like Christ. Uh, She writes, Lord, help me be a light. She says, I pray that in all I do, I am a light. And that you will guard my heart from the world, God. She later writes, Lord, help me be a light to all I come in contact with and shine your light and the goodness of what you are. I pray that when I spend time with you and even think about you, I would have uncontrollable joy. It's just incredible that a 15-year-old little girl would put that as number one top priority in her life above all other things. I mean, her journal is just full of wanting to be uh, seen not for her, but, but um, that Jesus would be seen in her and through her. So after Lily was called home, uh, we chose to share her music with the world as well, which we had not chosen to do prior to that time. She had recorded a song that she had written, um, again, back in in the December of uh, 2018, just um, five months prior to her call home. So the, the music that she wrote, the song that she wrote was called I Am, and it's the telling of, really, it's revealing of her relationship and her understanding of the character of God and how well she knew him. But it was truly telling in that we were going to need the message that the Holy Spirit gave Lily to share with us upon her call home. As she goes into that, it's, it's evidence that she knew the character of God at such a deeper level than most of us adults do and was walking so close and so near to him. So it's been incredible as she's been called home, what God has done with her life and her legacy in drawing people to the Lord and reminding them that he is their source he will sustain and he is the one who's going to put us back on our feet and will, um, as Lily says, um, has given life instead of death. And and that's truly what, what we're walking out right now is um, Lily's been called home and we call it home because it is home. She was rewarded early for, for living a life um, so honorable to the Lord, you know, even as her mother, it hurts that I'm walking this life now without her here. But as a mother, it's so awe-striking to think that the Lord would want her so early because her life was so rich, lived so rich for him, and that in bringing her home would do so much good for the kingdom, and that through bringing her home and those who hear her life story would draw near to him and desire that same peace and that same uh, verve for life and that same joy that Lily had the joy that is not found in circumstances the joy that is found in the fruit of the spirit that is only given through a walk closely with Jesus and understanding who he is and his character
0: that's just amazing and as I'm listening to you I'm asking the Lord to help me (laughs) <laughs> to get through this interview with you without mm-hmm. losing it i i know for myself that just hearing her story that my life has been impacted and i know that god strategically put us together helped our paths cross because i was struggling with unbelief mm-hmm. and the amount of belief that Lily displayed in who God is absolutely blows me away. Absolutely. Just, I'm awestruck by this, in the same way you are, that a 15-year-old, someone so young, a child, understood she wasn't going after the things that I was going after at 15. This is, you know, not to put down my journey or anybody else's journey, but she really did live and display truly what God did put us on this earth for. And at my age, I'm just starting to understand that. I'm just starting to actually surrender to it, to actually understand and know that this is the way, the best way, the only way to live and be full. Gosh, she's just such a, oh, I can't wait to meet her someday. Honestly, I I just cannot wait. Um, We're both singers, songwriters, and, you know, I cannot wait to just listen to her sing in heaven. But but speak to the other side of it for me as a mom and for people listening that, unfortunately, the human side of us, how losing your child. What do you say to the moms like me who want to be able to place our children in God's hands, but thinking, if this happened to me, I don't know if I could have the same reaction. I mean, and my faith is getting stronger by hearing this because I think I could get through this because look, faith is getting through it daily, but I guess speak to how you are getting through it on the human side. Cause I'm sure the human side comes in.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. The Lord placed on my heart when Lily was uh, an infant, as I held my infant child in my arms. And I, I said, Oh, if anything were to happen to this child, I would be devastated. I would be ruined. I couldn't move on. And it was in that exact moment that the Lord convicted me and said, you know, I, I just had this wrestling with him, you know, like, you would be ruined. You would be devastated. Like, what are you saying that you're putting this child above me that she now has become an idol because anything that's put above the Lord is an idol. And so I was just so deeply convicted. And I just, I was so humbled in that moment. And I just fell to my knees crying. And I just felt this precious child that I was so in love with. And I said, God, she is yours. She is your child. I humbly ask that you do not take her early, but if you do, you are God and I am not and I trust you and you remain on the throne. And just like Hannah did with her Samuel, she asked the Lord for this precious child, but knowing that He was always truly the Lord's and she surrendered Samuel back to the Lord to be raised at the temple with Eli. And so just like Samuel, I surrendered Lily to the Lord and I gave her to him saying that, Lord, I understand my place. I am to steward her life, but she is not truly mine. She is always yours. She's first yours and she's second mine. And you've given me the privilege and the opportunity to steward her life but to hold her with open arms because she is yours and she is not mine. And so not knowing at that time that that was the Lord preparing my heart for what he knew was going to happen. Because as we know, the the Bible tells us that the Lord already knows before the foundations of the earth. He knew the days, the hours, the moments, the seconds, the breaths that we were gonna have here on earth prior to the foundations of the earth. He already knew that. So he knew Lily's day was June 1st of her 15th year. And so he was preparing my heart. And I praise God that I had eyes to see and ears to hear the message that he had for me and that I lived a life with Lily in my hands, loose, knowing that she was already his. And so my advice to parents as to how to get through the possibility of a loss of our children but really, it's not even just a loss. It's it's looking at our children as not being ours. They're not ours. They're the Lord's. And so when we look at our children as we are simply stewards of them, that we are to invest in them and to grow them up in the word, we look at things differently. You know, when you borrow something of someone else's, don't we treat it differently than we would our own? We don't want to damage it or hurt it because we know we need to return it to them in its working and good condition. And so that's how we have to look at our children they're simply not ours whether the lord calls them home before us or not we're going to be held accountable and responsible for the things uh, the way that we raised them the advice that we gave them our behavior that they're experiencing and watching whether we're telling them about our behavior or not and giving them counsel and guidance we are gonna to have to stand before the Lord and account for our time invested in these children. And so how, how do we prepare for the possibility of them being taken home? Or how do we prepare for um, just the investment in them in, in general? You know, Whether we live all very long lives together or not, it's important that we're living the same way every day. And so my advice to parents is to be ready what does that mean, Faith? How do, you, how do you be ready? How can you possibly ever be ready for that phone call? And it's very simple. You have to walk today in full surrender of the Lord, understanding his promises, understanding that earth is simply a shadow of what is yet to come, that heaven is truly our reward and the place that he wants us to spend forever, that this is just simply a shadow. This is in preparation of the big show, and to keep in, in context and understanding that this is not it. This is simply part of the journey to get home. But we're not home. And to remember that and to pour into our children and have them ready for heaven. But our, us ourselves to be ready. Meaning when your June 1st comes. Whether that's your call home. Or whether that's the phone call that you've lost your job. Your health your spouse, um, anything that you hold dear, that can be that phone call, that can be that June 1st for you. What are you going to do? If you have stored up all of your hopes and dreams in the thing, well, when that thing goes away, you will be devastated. Just like the Lord spoke to me that day when I held my infant. He said, you you know, as a question, you're going to be devastated? Faith. No, you won't be devastated because you know the promises that I have. You know the promises of the Bible. You know that the promise of eternal life is so much greater than any pain that we're going to have here on earth. It says in the Bible that both the sun and the rain fall on both the just and the unjust. And so, we are going to have sorrows and pains and disappointments and ailments and sorrows on the side of heaven. We're promised that because we work, we've been born into a fallen world. There's no way around that. Satan exists and evil exists. So we will have pains and sorrows and loss and things that don't go quote our way. But God also promises that he will work things out for the good of those who love him as called according to his will. And so his promises are so robust and they're all throughout the word. And he's telling us to be ready, to be ready because the things of this side of heaven, they will happen. And so if we're equipped with the armor of the Lord, that we know that no matter what happens, there is no weapon formed against us. There can be none because we already know the Lord has won. We know that even with my sweet child going home, in what i would consider the wrong time too early god says no i've known all along faith it's only a surprise to you but lily was ready see lily knew the promises of god she wrote her song about it she wrote about the great i am that he is her creator he sustains her he is her peace and he puts her back on her feet that He has saved her from death and instead given her eternal life. And we have to cling to the promises of God and and not allow our human nature to be sideswiped by the lies of the devil. This is just a shadow of what is yet to come. And Lily is already in her reward. She's already in the bliss of God. She will never again have a stomach ache. She will never have her heart broken. Yes, she will not get married. But what we do in the human realm and our human minds is that we paint this big, broad stroke of life here on earth. And what we forget are the in-betweens. We only touch on the mountaintop experiences when we think of this life. And we say, oh, but she didn't get to, to find her her husband. you know. We didn't get to pick out a wedding dress together. We didn't get to drop her off at college. We didn't get to fill in the blank. But God says, oh, but you're missing it. She also didn't ever have to have her heart broken. She never had um, severe illness. She never had a miscarriage. She never fill in the blank. And so it's important that we look at reality, both heaven and earth, with kingdom eyes and not earthly eyes. And I have to ask God every single day, Lord, help me see things the way you see things. I do not want to be blinded by this world and what this world thinks and and tells us are truths that are not. They're false. I don't want anything false, phony, or fake. I want the truth. I want to see things the way you see things, God. I want to see the goodness despite the sorrow. I want the gladness not found in my circumstances i want true joy the joy that bubbles up from within me because it's the fruit of the spirit it's the fruit of the holy spirit that you have given me so just like paul says he could be in in prison as an elderly man that has ailments and the book of philippians is the most joyful book of the bible and he's doing that he's writing that in prison And that's what I'm walking out right now is, although I cry every single day, I miss my child every single day, every moment of every day. I can say with honesty, with full, robust honesty, that the Lord has given me a mix of both joy and sorrow every single day since my child was called home on June 1st. And that, my friend, is the evidence of our miraculous God. There is no possible way that you can have joy in circumstances that are so dark and so sad if you do not have the Lord as your savior and you are leaning fully on him to provide that source. It has to be through him and it has to be through understanding and knowing his promises and having them burned into your heart, memorizing verse, understanding his character and having those things readily available so that you're ready quote, ready, right? How can you possibly be ready? It's because I didn't start learning of the character of God on June 1st. See, I was so blessed that my parents both loved the Lord. And so I was raised in a home that introduced me to Jesus from before I can remember.
0: That's what I wanted to ask you is, is how I'm sure you haven't always had this deep abiding faith, but maybe you have, and I wanted you to speak to that. And I also wanted you to speak to Lily's childhood and, and her growing up, what you put into her.
2: Yeah. I was blessed with uh, parents that have remained married, though challenging and difficult as, as any of us know, uh, life is just challenging. Um, But they, they have worked through their life and stayed married and stayed devoted to the Lord. Um, As both of my sets of grandparents did too. So, extremely blessed in that. However, even though I always knew of the Lord and I always uh, believed fully in Him, I've never doubted my faith. I've never questioned His existence. I've never questioned my salvation. I was not always doing the things honorable to the Lord, you know? And that's just a product of being human and um, walking that.
0: Is that where you? Stepped in in a different way for your Mm -hmm. daughter to do it differently than the way you walked it. I mean, I know we always want to have our kids do better than we did, you know, Mm -hmm. shelter them, shield them from things that maybe we would have seen or heard or spoken over us as a child. Was that one of Mm -hmm. your goals as being her mom? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, she sounds like a very together 15 year old who wasn't this boy crazy, you know, just out there. There's just a lot of Christians walking around that are very worldly, right? Let's face it. We've Got not just a toe in the world. We've got a yeah, big,
2: it, it hit me really hard that I'm responsible for her, not just food and warmth and clothes, but I'm responsible for her. I will be held accountable for her in heaven. That hit me really hard that I am responsible for growing her up in the word in the Lord. Um, And making sure that I have put as much, if in my opinion, are we putting as much effort into ensuring our children's entrance into heaven as we are college. And that was what was so heavy on my heart all of the days raising her up Um, to kind of go to my backstory as to how I raised her. um, I found out that I was pregnant with Lily a month after I had broken up with her dad who we were just dating. And so I knew right out of the gate uh, that I was going to be a single mom. I knew her biological father didn't have a lot of interest in being in our lives. And so I knew that I was to have a different life uh, than the the white picket fence that I had envisioned for myself. Lily had to grow up without a biological father regularly in her life. Because of my poor choices, uh, our life was hard. I didn't, wait on the Lord. I didn't wait for his promises to unfold. I went and took things into my own hands. And because of that, I had to live out the consequences as did my child because of my poor choices and because of my sin, my child never went to a father daughter dance with her own father. My sweet little girl had to stand on the playground at between nine and 10 years old when the little girls gathered around her and said, you know what, Lily, your mom is a sinner. And my little girl had to take that. She had to hear that from her quote, friends gathered around her at the playground telling her what a sinner her mother was. And so the reason in my opinion that Lily turned out to have the wisdom and in my opinion, raw foundation is because Lily and I had to have real heart-to-heart conversations right out of the gate. I couldn't paint over things because they just simply weren't there. I had to have an explanation for her that her biological father chose to not be there And we had to have open and real conversations about that. She came home that day from school and told me about that. And I said, oh, sweetheart, we are all sinners. I am not without sin. There's no one without sin. And all sin, all action has a reaction. Everything we do is going to have a consequence, whether good or bad. And so raising Lily up with full, authentic truth and owning my own failings, is what I think helped contribute to her own desire for the Lord is, is being able to say, hey, sweetie, I did, I goofed up. And having that conversation with her um, that
0: I'm sorry. You showed her that there's grace, not this legalistic, religious mm-hmm. smear that maybe those little girls on the playground were trying to smear your daughter and, and you. Those are those little immature minds. But mm-hmm. those, you know, Opinions come from somewhere and obviously it's from the enemy, but the fact that you, you, you owned to that. Yes, mommy made a mistake and Mm -hmm. it has affected my life, your life, but you know what? God makes everything for good. I mean, that's what I'm imagining the message that mm. she took into her heart because some little girls would say, well, I'm just like my yeah. mom. It's like that identifying factor mm-hmm. being shamed because your mom was shamed. I'm shamed. Therefore, you see what I'm saying? The trickling down the way that, that Satan plants those little demonic seeds. And then, um, yeah. some of us choose to hold on to it. And some of us like Lily and yourself say, no, right. I'm a child of God. I believe actually what it says in the Bible about me. Mm-hmm. I actually believe what it says in Ephesians and I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that truth as opposed to what the world says about me because the world speaks very loud, but what we put into right. ourselves can speak louder, but we have to, we have to choose which one we want to be mm-hmm. speaking to us louder, which one we're going to actually give our ear to. And she sounds like she was just, you know, the world says old soul, you know what I mean? She just, sounds like a, a child that was very beyond her years in in understanding and maturity.
2: Lily was making good choices. Uh, I call her last three years of life, her crescendo. She was growing, friendships were deepening. Her music was was just getting so much better and robust and crisper and clearer. And the tone was in, in, incredible in her, her voice. But I wanna be clear. Yes, Lily had and grew into a very obedient, fully surrendered child that was seeking on her own a walk and a relationship with the Lord. However, we have to keep in mind that this was a choice, that she chose this. She chose obedience. She chose a hard, difficult road when the, when the broad, easy road would have been fun, more fun, easier or whatever. Um, it was just a probably a month or two before she was called home. We would often ride in the car together. My work takes me out of town a lot. And so she she would hop in the car. You know, if she wasn't at school that day, I'd say, Hey, let's get in the car. You want to go with me on my appointments today? And always up for it. She was, you know, we'd just sit in the car, listen to music, and hit the beach on the way home. And she said to me, I don't always want to go on the ride, but I know it's important. And a few months prior to that, we had had some uh, difficulties in the house, uh, just, you know, life or whatever. And we, we said to Lily, we pulled our and said, sweetheart, thank you for just making things easy. Thanks for going with the flow. Thanks for just, you know, not rocking the boat when sometimes it would be easier to, to, to rock and say, hey, I don't like that. And uh, she came to me in tears that, that night and said, mom, it's not always easy to do the right thing it's hard. It is hard. And so I don't ever want to paint this picture.
0: Are you, are you talking about teenage stuff? Is that what you're talking about? Like she would no no, what I mean back? is
2: stepbrothers and you know, yeah. you got married when Lily was, she was 12. And so Lily got to have a, a daily investment in her with a dad for three years before she got called home. So, you know, she got um, a brother, what she always wanted. She got a dad, what she always wanted and a family dynamic that she had always asked for. And so when I speak of it being challenging, it's because it's a, it's a difficult dynamic for anyone who has a blended family and you, or, or even siblings. I mean, you don't have to have uh, two different parents. It's just, I want this or I want that or whatever. And I don't want people to think she was this quote old soul that always did everything right. Like halo around her all of life. Absolutely not. There were plenty of times as a teenager, she didn't, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. Hand over your phone. You know, you weren't doing what I asked you to do or whatever. And that's just normal parenting. But what I want to bring to light is that she was choosing the right thing the majority of the time. And when she didn't choose the right thing. We were quick to have a conversation about it. She was quick to apologize and wanted to do the right thing.
0: That's actually, I think, even better if you're a person who chooses to do the right thing, yeah. even when you don't want to do the right thing, mm-hmm. that's that's actually more godly character as opposed to just being born easygoing, yeah. you know? That's a really nice thing to have. But everybody has somebody that's a little mm-hmm. bit more easygoing, you know, in the family or something. But when you actually choose, especially at an age like that, between the ages of 12 and 15, that the three years that she was part of this blended situation, that's incredible
2: yes, Lily made good choices. She, she wanted the Lord. She was, but she was encouraged to do it.
1: Um,
2: I chose to invest in her, even as a single mom with a single income. Uh, She was enrolled in private Christian school from preschool all the way through ninth grade. Um, I also made sure that her daycare prior to that was Christian. I'm not saying that everybody has to enroll their children in private school. That is not what I am saying. That is not my soapbox. My soapbox is this. It's important that you are doing everything within your power to invest in your child's salvation, period. Whatever that looks like for you and your family's dynamic. For me as a single mom, I didn't have enough tools in my own 24 hours to give her what I thought she needed. So I knew I needed some reinforcements. And so I made that a priority. And it was evident to me how important that investment was when she came home at four years old. Mm -hmm. Mind you, her father was absentee most of her life. She came home at four years old from preschool and said, mommy, I learned today that God is my best daddy. And that was it. That's all I needed to know. And that's how our conversations went for the whole rest of her life is we'd have an issue we'd have situation with her biological father or her now stepdad or her brother or whatever life situation was happening and we would sit down and have a real frank conversation about it and say what do you think the bible says about that you know we can we can dive into it and give our emotions and our feelings and our and all the things that are surface but what does the word say what does god say about that You know, and as she got into the teenage years, we spent a lot of time talking about behaviors, you know, at school and girlfriend stuff or whatever. And is that behavior something Jesus would do? Or is that a behavior that the Pharisees would do? And we had a lot of deep conversations like that. My husband, Louie, had a lot of conversations with Lily like that, about really Mm -hmm. diving into it and questioning our own motives. You know, hey, why are you responding like that? And then having her sit there in that awkward silence, like, ooh, why am I responding like this? What is the heart of the matter? And I think that's what we have to remember as parents is we are in charge of raising this child up. What are we doing to point them back to true north? Are we pointing them back to true north or are we, are they learning from our poor behavior? Are we sitting in the car um, badmouthing right. our friends, gossiping, projecting on other people their motives when we ourselves don't even know our own motives? Only really God knows our true intent. Mm-hmm. And so having those real conversations with a child from ground zero all the way through is going to give your child a better chance at having and desiring and wanting a real authentic relationship with God, not a fake phony um, earthly sense of oh well god's in charge and he's this mighty you know whatever people might project of him it's like no jesus is your intimate personal friend and and he has all the answers and he has all these promises that are robust and big and amazing and can bring you gladness in circumstances that just stink much of lily's life just stunk she was raised without a father she was rejected by her dad Every little girl wants a daddy that just dotes on her and she did not receive that. And yet Lily's life as walked out, you would never have known it because she was able to find gladness outside of her circumstances because her gladness and joy came from the Lord. She was full. She didn't have daddy issues. And I prayed over her from, from the very beginning, Lord, I know she's going to miss her daddy in her life. I just had already seen that that was going to be the case. But I said, mm. Lord, just fill in those gaps. Be her daddy. Fill in those gaps so that she always feels whole. Help me raise her to that she knows she was on purpose with a purpose. I may not have planned my pregnancy, but she was always intended to be here. God always had a plan for her and always had purpose for her. God knew before the foundations of the earth that Lily was going to need her biological father's DNA plus mine to make one Lily Kelly to produce such an amazing gift. And I am just humbled to my core to think that the Lord chose me. He knew in advance of Lily's greatness. He knew in advance that Lily was going to choose him, walk and abide in him. You know, I, I think of, The lineage of Christ, and I am just in awe that God chose Rahab to be in the lineage of Christ. And it reminds me that despite my own sin, I will make good for those who love me and are called according to my will. And I love the Lord with all my heart, except to Jesus in my heart at six years old. Again, I was not always walking with evidence of my fruit because I wasn't always walking and and closely abiding with Him but I always loved him and I always went back to him. And that's the evidence of our miraculous God. We are walking evidence of our miraculous God. So if there's nothing else out of this listening time with your listeners is give it all to the Lord. He has goodness in store for you now, today on this side of heaven. You do not have to wait for heaven. You do not have to wait do it now. Get in the word, surrender your life to the Lord and have it now. Walk it out now. And you too will have joy that is uncontrollable. Like Lily writes in her journal, she wants uncontrollable joy when she thinks about the Lord. And that's what God is doing for me now. Lily is in heaven. She is not walking beside me any longer here on earth, but she is not lost. I have not lost my child. I know exactly where she is. She is in the presence of the almighty God. She is with Jesus, her favorite person of all time. How can I feel sorry for her when she is in bliss? She is already experiencing her reward, which is vast because the way she walked out her life here on earth was so in surrender to the Lord. So I like to think that because God knows all things, beginning, middle, and end, that he is already rewarding Lily for all of the souls who are going to come to know him throughout the whole end of time because of Lily's life lived in full surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ at only 15 years old. And I can't even imagine the ripple that is going to continue from this moment forward from June 1st on as we continue to share Lily's Mm -hmm. life and her music and her journal and the way she just was real and sinned and yet continued seeking the Lord, asking for forgiveness, wanting to be all glory to God and and his light. She is just begging all throughout her journal, Lord, help me be a light. Help when when people see me that they see you. So Lily's already experiencing that. Don't get me wrong. I'm human and I hurt. And my soul is is missing her, her physical presence, her joy. I mean, I lived with Lily, just the two of us, for 12 years. Every single thing we did together, Lily went to everything with me, all business partners, all business executives, friends, acquaintances, everybody knew my child because she was with me all the time. But the Lord comes alongside me and gives me comfort and joy and peace. Like Paul talks about in Philippians, the peace that passes all understanding, the peace that makes no sense, no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And that's what I've prayed for all of my adult life, Lord help my life be unexplainable outside of you. I do not want people to look at my life and be like, oh, well, she was just really good at X, Y, Z. No, I want them to say that doesn't Mm. make any sense. That has to be God.
0: Absolutely. And it does because there's nothing that makes sense about having peace. When you lose a child, when you lose somebody that is from the world's point of view, human point of view would not be the right time, but, That is what's so amazing. So it's not just Lily's life that is leaving a legacy, but yours as well. You're a walking example of really what it means to have this deep abiding relationship with the Lord and that it is possible. That is why I really wanted to talk to you the most because there's not enough of you.
1: I have Mm -hmm. never met
0: anybody like you (laughs) and I, I haven't had a chance to meet you in real life yet. And I really hope someday that we get a chance so I can give you the biggest hug ever. A huge hugger. <laughs> um, you did something that I admire the most. You helped your child find her identity in Christ. And I think that that's what any Christian parent wants to do with their child, that their hope, their prayers are, is that they find their own true identity. They see themselves in him because a lot of adults, even even Christians that give their lives, you know, I have just realized my identity in the last couple of years. And I'm very open about that on this show because I think there's a lot of Christians gave their lives, but when push comes to shove, when life pushes back really hard, like something Mm -hmm. like losing your child, what do you do? Well, a lot of us would fall apart like the world, but that's not what we're called to. And so I am so thankful that you came on and shared the example of what it is to walk it out with God and People need to know that, that it actually does exist, that there is peace. There is peace that passes all understanding. It's a real thing. And, you know, a person could say, Well, you don't know my life. You know, I've had a really hard life. And you're a person that can say, Well, I have too. That to me would compel them to say, I want what you have. I want what you have. I want that peace. And so, thank you, Faith. Thank you. I mean, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I feel like I've always loved the Lord. But Knowing you, knowing your story, hearing about your daughter's story. Did you say four years old, she came home and said that God is the best daddy? I want my kids to have that. They have a mom and they have a dad, but their mom and dad didn't always understand their identity in Christ. And so that's my prayer. And that's my hope for everybody that's listening. You'll be touched by this story is that you really understand that you're God's child. Yes, we're going to go through trials in life, but when you really know whose you are. Nothing, nothing can be stolen. I'm just so thankful that you came on and I really appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to leave us with before we end our conversation
2: today? Don't wait. We don't know when our June 1st is going to come. Whatever form that looks like, we just don't know. And it's an urgent message. It's an urgent message. Salvation is urgent. And, right. and there is no other purpose, simply there's just no other purpose on earth than to live fully surrendered to the Lord. And yeah. we just don't know our time. And so to be ready, to be alert, to be on guard and to don't wait, there's just no need to wait. Put Don't put it off. Not only do we not know when our June 1st is going to hit, but why would you want to prolong the joy and the peace? And the goodness that God has. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Do it now. Amen
3: to that. Faith, I feel led to ask you to pray for us today.
2: I would be happy to lead us in a prayer. So, dear Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, we ask you to come heavily into this place. Lord, I ask for your abundant goodness on each and every person who is listening and has spent their time investing in this conversation, Lord. We want to thank you for who you are. I want to thank you personally for sending your son, Jesus to take on our sin, to break his body for our sin, Lord. I thank you for sending your only son to die on the cross, to give me a way back to my only child in heaven already with you. I'm so grateful for your sacrifice, Lord. I pray that you move mightily and supernaturally in everybody listening, Lord, that their hearts would be stirred. The desire for you would be so radical that they wouldn't be able to sit still in their own spirit until they fully surrender to you lord i ask that you move mightily doing what you and only you can do god and do miraculous things for all of us here still on earth looking forward to that day that we meet you in heaven where there will be no more sorrow where you will wipe away every tear god and welcome us home i pray just an abundance of blessings you came to give life life abundant lord and i pray that every listener and Carolee, experience that here on earth, Lord. And we know that that comes from us, full surrender to you. Help us with our unbelief, Lord. Help us walk out a life in full surrender to you that so we can experience here on earth, on this side of heaven, your abundant love in preparation of forever with you. I thank you for this time and opportunity to have such purpose in this sorrow and pain. I thank you for choosing me. I'm humbled to be a servant for you. I thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. If there are people
0: that want to reach out, if they're experiencing this fresh pain in their own life, do you have a place where they can email you, contact you? Absolutely. Do Absolutely.
2: Yeah, we can be reached. I can be reached personally on our website, lilykellyministries.org. Um, and you can go to our uh, contact us tab and those go directly to me and I do respond to every single one of them. Um, people can also follow us on uh, social media and uh, I give excerpts of Lily's journal, her singing. Um, I also share when I speak on there as well, both excerpts of, of the talks that I give as well as uh, the times and locations of those if they're available to people. So it's it's a good resource to just kind of plug in and, and watch what God is doing through through our lives and a sweet 15 year old little girl that just loved him so so much. So yeah definitely good place to keep in touch follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Live Like Lily Kelly. That's L-I-L-Y-K-E-L-L-Y. Uh, you can also find us our website is both Lily Kelly Ministries, as well as live like Lily uh, Both will get you to the same place. So, um, there's a lot we can learn from sweet Lily's life and, uh, a life lived in mirror of Jesus.
0: It's amazing. Is this a foundation? Is this something that
2: it is? We are uh, 501c3. Uh, we are a project under unforgotten faces, which is my sister-in-law's foundation which uh, lily was already a part of before her call home uh, they had planned a trip to ethiopia in late june so she was going to go on a witness trip there with them and so any donations that are Wonderful. made um, to lily kelly ministries are fully tax deductible and all go to further salvation and just the growing of of that promise of eternal life
0: amazing Yes, I was wondering, I was like, places where donations can be given, because this story is, it's just going to keep multiplying, as you say, a ripple yeah. effect, um, continuing to bless people's lives.
2: Yeah. Well, God is good, and he, he continues to do good things, and uh, his promises are revealed every day, and I pray for um, eyes to see and ears to hear. The Lord spoke very clearly to me the morning of June 2nd, was the day after Lily's was called home. And he said to me, Lily's life is not in vain. Her call home was Mm. not in vain. Her life is to serve as a catalyst for a holy revival. The time is now.
0: Amen. The time is now. Wow. 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 Well, I just so appreciate your time, Faith. I really, really do.
2: Well, thank you for your obedience and your uh, answer to his calling because it is what you're doing. Your obedience is going to bless people because he already has those people identified who needed to hear it and all of the other messages that you share as well. And when he puts that small, still voice in our heart, just your obedience is going to bless people.
0: Thank you. You are so well-spoken and articulate. Do you go around speaking?
2: I do. I do regularly speak, yeah. Um, I have spoken just about 30 times publicly since Lily's been called home. Uh, I was not a public speaker prior to her call home. It is something that the Lord has put into effect. Um, But I do believe that is what he's called me into, is uh, public speaking and even writing. And so, you know, he's not going to leave anything on the table. Nothing is in vain. And uh, he has called me to, and he's equipping me in the moment. And I think, again, that's an answer to my original prayer that I shared with you, which is make my life unexplainable outside of you. It wouldn't be as glorifying to him if I was a well-trained speaking professional, but coming from someone who used to cry when my Bible study would ask me to pray into speaking in front of large audiences, um, talking about the most intimate and sorrowful thing in my uh, human life without tears is evidence obviously of our miraculous God doing what only he can do. So um yeah I do speak. I um if you have SoundCloud, um I post many of my speaking uh recordings, something that the Lord has put into effect. Um but I do believe that is what he's called me into is uh, public speaking and even writing. And so of course giving this all to the Lord what he wants me to do. So oftentimes I just say Lord, you know, anytime I'm asked to speak you tell me what to talk about you have to put the words in my mouth uh i'll be the willing vessel but you you have to do what only you can do and he does so
0: absolutely is working through you absolutely wow um well thank you it's a privilege thank you
3: If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to leave a comment, you can do so by using our voice message link. Simply click on the link and talk away. I would love to hear from you. Let me know how today's episode impacted you. And if you have any ideas for future episodes that you'd like to hear talked about, please leave those comments as well. My heart is to help you feel seen and heard, especially in times where you feel overwhelmingly alone and isolated in your situation or circumstance. I want to speak life into you, and hopefully the stories and situations brought about on this podcast will reframe your own way of thinking. That's what people did for me in my lowest moments and I want to pass that wisdom along. I have wasted plenty of years worrying and doubting about my life. I started this podcast to help you not make the same mistakes. Thank you for your listenership, and please subscribe. It really helps my message have a further reach. Here's a priceless nugget that was given to me long ago. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God bless you, and remember, Jesus loves you so much more than you could ever believe.